Hey everyone, Tom Tool here. We partnered with Boomtown in 2016 after using garbage CRMs that didn't scale. Since then, our team went from selling just under 100 homes a year and are now pacing over 700 home sales this year. There is no way to build your business in a sustainable and repeatable way without a CRM like Boomtown. To check out Boomtown and see how you can score $750 in free digital advertising, visit boomtownroi.com slash 5am call. That's boomtownroi.com slash 5am call. Good morning, 5am friends. <clears throat> Today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. I'm Lisa Chinati calling in from Boston, Massachusetts. The past several weeks have been full of travel for me. Dallas, Texas to mastermind with Tom Ferry and 30 or so of the best team leaders from across the U.S., a weekend at the Jersey Shore for some R&R, and then a few days in Albuquerque, New Mexico to learn alongside of 100 of Realtor.com's top clients and their executive team. I'm breathing a sigh of relief having my regular schedule back, and I'm stoked to start the week with Tactical Tuesday. So COVID just changed the landscape of what it was like to buy a home in the U.S. Everything that consumers have been taught about making such a huge investment was tossed aside, and the rules were changed almost overnight. Prices soared as inventory plunged, creating a level of competition that most of us, even those of us who have been in the industry for ages, have never seen. Buyers were forced to make snap decisions about what was often the biggest financial investment of their lives. There was massive truth to the saying that was floating around the Internet that while you are sleeping on it, someone else is making it theirs. I remember the days where booking a showing for a buyer to see a home meant we were limited to 15 minutes. And sadly, there were times when we were unable to book that showing because all the 15-minute windows had already been filled up. But if we were lucky enough to get that showing, the client literally had 15 minutes in a home to decide if they were going to submit an offer. And we knew that if we stood any chance of getting that offer accepted, that we needed to waive the inspection. So in those 15 minutes, we were looking at the home to gauge whether the floor plan worked, the quality of the finishes, and the structural integrity of the home. I recall walking out of the few of the houses listed as four bedrooms and trying to remember if we even looked at the fourth bedroom. Often, I couldn't remember whether the primary bath had a tub or a shower or both. Buyers were fatigued. In our office, there was a point where the average buyer was writing 10 offers before getting one accepted. And when someone would ask me how we were determining what to offer for a home, I was joking that we were just throwing darts, blindfolded, after being spun around like we were playing a game of pin the tail on the donkey. We were just hoping that our dart landed in the bullseye, or at least close enough that we would get the call back telling us that we were in the top level of consideration. Buyers were freaking out. They no longer felt safe living in urban environments in close proximity to unknown people, or they had kids needing to be enrolled in schools, or they had leases that were expiring and they were facing potential rent increases, or their landlord was selling their home to capitalize on the market. Some had new work-from-home jobs and kids being homeschooled and no space for either remote school or remote work. Some realized that more usable outdoor space or space to entertain was suddenly important. Buyers became desperate to buy a home, any home. And as you probably suspect, these factors caused some buyers to make a purchase that they wished they hadn't. Surveys by the Wave Group and Zillow found that three-quarters of recent buyers expressed some level of regret. 
In the Zillow survey, which was released on February 4th, the findings paint a picture of homeowners second-guessing the choices they made and wishing that they'd had more time, more patience, or that they'd considered living somewhere else. About a third of respondents regret buying a house that needed more work than they anticipated. 31% wish that the home they bought was bigger, and 21% think they overpaid for their home. Almost all of those surveyed wish that they had spent more time researching the market and evaluating all of the options available to them. On the final day of the Realtor.com conference, Tom Ferry spoke. He challenged everyone in the room to do some work within their database. Segment it down and identify those clients who bought a home between March of 2020 and now. Take a look at the clients who bought a home with you and those that you have maybe moved into a dead pond because they bought a home with another agent. Once that list is segmented out, send an email with a survey in it. The kicker here is that the survey contains one simple question and only has a yes or no response. That question is simply, are you satisfied with your current home? As you watch the responses come in, it will be interesting to see if your clients follow the trends above. But most importantly, the question that you should be asking yourself is, what do you do with the information once you have it? How do you use the information to help your clients? You'll certainly want to filter through the yes and no responses that come from the simple question, are you satisfied with your current home, and start to make personal outreach to those who have answered. For those that have answered yes, they are satisfied with the home, the call is easy. You'll call and shoot the shit about how awesome the home is and how you are so thankful that you were able to find them their dream home and negotiate the deal that you did because the market has appreciated so much in just a short period of time. Your action item here will be to schedule a time to meet with them and give them an updated CMA with the current value of their home. And after that meeting concludes, you'll ask them if they would like you to keep them updated with a fresh CMA every six months or if they would like you to prepare one more frequently. And of course, you'll ask them if they know of anyone else who would benefit from knowing the current value of their home. For those that have answered no, the calls are a bit trickier, though even more important. This is where your ability to be an empathetic resource will set you apart from all of the other agents in your marketplace. I know it will be tough. No one wants to think that the buyer we loved and worked with doesn't love the home we sold them, or that maybe they're upset we sold them that home. But ask the questions and listen. Then be prepared to offer some resources. For the third of folks who thought that they bought a home requiring more work than anticipated, we all know how hard it is to get work done these days. Between supply chain issues and overbooked contractors who never show up as promised, it can be frustrating. Do you have a list of reputable and trusted professionals on standby that can help them tackle some of those projects? For the 21% who are concerned that they overpaid for their home, can you get them a current CMA showing the market value of their home today and just how much equity have they built up by simply owning the home? And for those who wish they had bought a bigger home, well, is there a way you can help them understand and coordinate all of the details that go into upsizing when the time is right? Or is there a potential to finish the basement or a space over the garage? Who do you know that can offer them some sage advice? And through all of these calls and conversations, I'm 100% sure that you will find a client or two who is giving serious thought to selling their current home. Remember that we are in a relationship business. Yes, the commodity that we sell is houses, but what we actually sell is far more than that. We sell a relationship and an experience. Research shows that consumers today gravitate towards professionals who are known as knowledge brokers or those professionals who offer expert-level knowledge not just about the housing market, 
but also about the communities and the other professionals located in the markets in which they serve. We know that people chose us to work with us because they felt safe, comfortable, and confident in our abilities to help them navigate a complex process. They know us, like us, and trust us in that moment. But what makes a client work with us time and time again? I believe that they choose to work with us when we prove that we are in the relationship for more than the sale or the commission check associated with the sale. They choose to work with us again and again and again when they know that we are committed to them as human beings and not just sales. They become raving fans for life when we are willing to ask the tough questions and step up with the solutions. Are you willing to ask the tough questions today?